And I want to say thank you in case I don't thank you enough. <laughs> What's up? What's going on? I really do want to say thank you. Thank you so much for supporting the Hustler and the Victory podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all of your feedback. Thank you. Thank you for believing in me and in my vision. So for this episode, I want to share with you guys an interview I did with the wonderful Jessica Kenley. And if this is your first time listening to the Hustler and the Victory podcast, I am Balwara Pujols, the host. So this one is a little bit lengthy. Um, just bear with us. <laughs> and just to give you some insight about the what the interview is about, me and Jessica share a little bit about ourselves, our stories, where we come from, and how we met. So we talk about, you know, we go from running the streets, to investing in none other than Les Brown's renowned speaker, number one motivational speaker in the world, to, um, oh yeah, investing in, in his power voice training, right? So we go from running the streets to investing in Les Brown's power voice training, we also talk about how to get through adversity, how to get through a tough time. And I especially wanted to share this interview and this conversation with you guys because you can gain some insight on how to overcome a tough time yourself. Um, for example, you know, this pandemic that we're going through, I know that we have all experienced some level of trauma or shock, right, or adversity, right? Maybe you lost your job or, you know, you're going through a breakup or your emotions are all over the place, right? So I know these times are very challenging, very chaotic, and I think that this interview can provide some calm to the storm and you can get this sense that you're not alone. We've all been there and it's not about what happens to us, right? It's about what we do in response or in spite of what happens to us. Okay, so with that being said, I am going to play the recording now. <laughs> okay, see you later. Okay, I'm so excited. So today, um, we're going to be talking about a couple of things, right? And first, I want to thank you. Thank you so much for reaching out to me. I think you're so bold. You're amazing. You're you're passionate. And I see how bad you really want to make a difference in the world. So let's get to it. Let's get to it. Thank you. 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 Thank you.
so much for wanting to work, you know, so we can work together and make some changes and help our communities and, like I said, change the world, right? Yeah, that's right. I, there's this quote. It says, um, if you want to go far, go together. And if you want to go fast, go alone, right? And, and we want to go far. We want to take it the long way, right? So so let's let's keep it going. There's strength in numbers. So um, you want to, okay, so do you want to share how we met? to um it was a reminder 
right? Like you too. It was a reminder that I don't have to allow my circumstances to define me, right? I don't want to be held captive by my circumstances. I want to be able to break free and keep it moving, right? Just because society or, or you know, um, something happened or whatever the case may be, right? Just because something happened to me, it doesn't mean that I have to stay in that space. It doesn't mean that I have to stay there. And I love how you caught yourself right there, you know, and you said, you said, I want to be a motivational speaker. And then you said, no, hold on. I am a motivational speaker. I think that's so important, right? Because we want to declare it, right? This, this, this is the right time. This is the only time. And you are a messenger of hope. Yes. So, um, yeah. So define yourself. That was, that was, that was huge. That was huge for me. That was like, it also, it helped me kind of like get my thoughts in order too. you know, kind of like some organization for me, you know, cause I have so many things that I want to share so many things that I want to talk about. So when right. he said that, it kind of just put it into perspective for me. Right. Right. You know? Same here. Yep. So a question that I have wanted to ask you was what to define yourself um tell a little bit about mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know who you are okay like who are you Barbara? yes so um okay so my name is Barbara right Barbara I am I was born and raised in the Bronx New York my family is from the Dominican Republic Um, And I moved to New Jersey when I was 14 years old, and I've been living here ever since. I'm now 23. And I like to think of myself as somebody who who is making a difference, right? Who is making a difference. I'm not going to say want to make a difference. I am. I am making a difference. (laughs) Um, Let me see. Some things that I'm also a motivational speaker, an entrepreneur, um, I'm, I'm working on my own businesses. I want to be able to, you know, I want to be able to make my dreams come true. And I'm in the process of doing that, right? I, I'm somebody, I believe that we can do, the human being can do anything that we put our minds to, right? But the mind can dream, You, the human can achieve, right? The human being can achieve, right? So what you can dream, you can also achieve it. You know, so yeah. that's that's part of who who I am. You know, I'm I'm also very big on just like empowering others, right? Accepting people for who they are, just believing in people because they're human beings and you know, you're here for a reason. Okay, the people watching and listening to they're here for a reason, right? You're here for a reason and, and so am I. So that's that's part of who I am. Okay, well thank you so much for sharing, Barbara. Mm-hmm. So okay. How about you? Talk to me. Talk to me. Tell me. Tell me. Tell, tell me something. Tell me something. I I, I don't know. Let, let talk to me. Okay, so let me tell you a little bit about me. So, my life was crazy from jump. Um, of course, I was a child. So, you know, when when you're a child, you think of a child. You know what I mean? So it wasn't ever that serious, and everything always got better. I never looked at oh, well, what if this happened? What if that happened? Anyway, so I was diagnosed with diabetes, type 1 diabetes at age 3. Mm-hmm. Dealt with that who went through a series of events growing up. Um, at this time, we're talking 1993. Insulin, it was formed, created, but not as good as it is today. Mm-hmm. So my sugars was up, down, crazy. 
Uh, I used to trim my hair, had a hair ball in my throat. They were talking about taking my voice box out. So, Jesus. and they didn't have to touch it, which is a blessing. You know, as time went on, I went into cardiac arrest. I never mentioned that to you. My sugar went up to like 1,300. Wow. It's supposed to range between 90 and 150. Mm-hmm. 120, actually. So, you know, I grew up. Um, my grandmother raised me. My dad, he was in and out of prison. My mom, she was always working and trying to provide. It was four of us. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the oldest. And, you know, me being the oldest, and I was like the second mom. And I got, you know, into trouble, hanging around the wrong people. Oof. And, you know, mm-hmm. just thinking that, oh, I'm going to be a... Not, I wasn't using my mind, you know, not fully thinking and not thinking about if I do this, what, you know, what's going to happen, mm-hmm. you know, just living on the edge. Um, so I grew up basically teenage years was in and out of trouble. Um, it was about, I also at the age of 22, I got diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. I went through a crazy period because I had a good job from the age of 18 to like 22. Mm-hmm. And um, I fell one time and I, could, it was hard, I couldn't get up. So their doctor's like, oh, this is your diabetes, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I want a second opinion. So when I was mm-hmm. going, it took them a year and a half to diagnose me with multiple sclerosis. Mm-hmm. But I lost my job. I had to go back home, live with my mom. Mm-hmm. I couldn't provide for myself. So I had to do what I had to do mm-hmm. to make things work for me. So, mm-hmm. you know, I got back on the streets and just trying to make ends me and I was staying with my mom yes but I still had to provide for myself mm-hmm. and you know I was lost and what I want to do and that's a, a main major reason right now mm-hmm. um I do volunteer work for after school program helping kids in the city where I live that's amazing and I, yeah. I want to help kids to understand like you say mm-hmm. their circumstance does not have to like define who they are right and just to teach them that there's more beyond, you know, your neighborhood. There's more beyond these walls, basically. Mm. So, um... There's more to life. There's more to there, life. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and none of us has to be here. We all deserve a, free, a good chance. We mm-hmm. all deserve a fair chance. You know what I mean? Like, so I just want to help spread, like, help the youth, help our future, you mm-hmm. know? We are the future. They are the future. We right. have to, you know, there. What type of role models and stuff is really out here? Right. Where in Harrisburg, stuff is crazy, and just what our whole world is going through this pandemic, mm-hmm. this global pandemic. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. one person's left out of it. Mm-hmm. So I want to be that voice. I am that voice of hope. We are that voice of hope. Right. That's you know, I met you doing this Les Brown training. Yes. You know that that's so true it's so real what we're going through right now as a collective you know going through this whole pandemic there's people that they, they they've lost their jobs right they maybe they, they've been evicted out of their homes they've lost family members there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of shock and, and, and trauma that's going on you know as a collective in the whole wide world right now and so the fact that we're able to come in and share our experiences and how we were able to get through our tough time, you know, through tough times in our lives 
we can also inspire other people and give them the tools that they need to get through times like these right and yeah. something else that we have in common right something that i noticed okay we're the oldest of four i'm also the oldest of four yes yeah yes okay so <laughs> i'm loving this so let me ask you so what motivated you to keep moving forward you know you you kind of you you've been um you know you kind of went like this this downward spiral right everything just went crazy right it was just it's, it's been rocky like what motivated you to to keep pushing so really what motivated me was um like i said during the time that they were trying to figure out what was wrong with me, the diagnoses of the MS, you know, and I just was lost and I had to do what I had to do to make it. And I got in trouble. Mm -hmm. And during that time when I was in trouble, I was actually locked up. Mm -hmm. And it was this book by T.D. Jakes mm -hmm. called Why. Wow. So my whole theory was, you know, I've been through so much so much and I always survived it. Mm -hmm. I was never going to question God. I grew up in the church mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. So it's like I wasn't oblivious to, you know, the teaching of the word and mm -hmm. but I just I didn't understand and me getting in trouble and being able to be still and be quiet for a minute. That's wow. what it took. I had to be still and be quiet. That's powerful. Ooh. So that, you know, and that's what made that was my why and the fact that i'm still here mm -hmm. there was no there's no way that god saved me for no reason mm -hmm. and he saved me so i can help save other people so that's my reason so yeah you are here you are here for a reason like you said you're still here you're still breathing you know you still have another opportunity right Right. You have the option to keep going, right? Because you could have just stayed there. You could have kept living the same life that you were living, right? You could have just um, settled, right? You could have settled for for whatever you were going through, and you didn't. And I could relate to you on a deep level when you say, you know, it was time for me to be still and quiet. It was time to be still and quiet. Let me tell you how powerful that is, you know, right? Okay, so I'm going to pause it there because I think what I want to do is break this episode into two parts because it is quite lengthy and I know you have things to do. <laughs> so I'm going to cut it there and just make sure you look for part two if you want to continue listening to our very interesting, fun conversation with Barbara Pujols and Jessica Kenley.